This is Heather. This is Kelly. And Ella. And you're listening to Living the South Life. Welcome to another podcast with Living the South Life. And we're at one of my most favorite places in Thomasville, Georgia, which is Pebble Hill Plantation. And I'm sitting here with two ladies that uh, keep this place running and do some very unique um, things for the community outreach programs to help tell the history uh, of what Pebble Hill actually does and is. And so, ladies, welcome to Living the South Life podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I'm going to let you ladies introduce yourselves and tell you uh, or tell us, our audience, what you guys do here, what's your role here at Pebble Hill. Go first. I'm Kitty Spivey. I'm the program coordinator at Pebble Hill, um, for our, mainly for our learning center. Um, I also help with our school group tours and um, unique program and events that we host here um, throughout the year. Wonderful. And I'm, this is new. I had no idea you guys had a learning center, so we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. And I am Lori Curtis. I am the curator here at Pebble Hill. So my responsibility is rather broad. Uh, I oversee uh, our docent program, which is another word for a tour guide. (laughs) And so we have that. And then I'm also responsible for the interpretation of the property and for um, the exhibits that come our way. And um, so that is my role here. Wonderful. And that's how we actually ended up out here today um, is there is a dog collar exhibit that you all are getting ready to host in November. Right. And um, so some of you may know, I don't know, we've we've done dog collars off and on at South Life for 14 years, 15 years. Um, We have not brought dog collars back since COVID. And so you girls contacted us and said, hey, we're doing this exhibit on the history of dog collars. And um, so we are going to be hosting a class out here at Pebble Hill in the Learning Center. Uh, I think we're, we're thinking about March. So stay tuned for that. We'll certainly uh, make sure everybody has the details on that. But um, so tell us a little bit about the exhibit and, and what people can expect from that, since that's why we're all actually here today. And then I twisted y'all's arm to doing a podcast. So thank you all. <laughs> Uh, well, the exhibit is actually coming from the National Sporting Library and Museum in Middleburg, Virginia, or that's where uh, the curator, Claudia Pfeiffer, um, conceived the idea, uh, and they have a wonderful collection of dog collars uh, that span centuries, and so her idea was to pair that collection with um, paintings and sculptures to complement the dog collars and so with each painting and sculpture you're going to see an example of, of a color representing the status or the category of dogs um, that that fell to but it's they are also working in partnership with the American Kennel Club Museum of the Dog so the paintings are actually coming from New York from the American Kennel Club Museum wow. of the Dog being paired with the dog collar collection from the Sporting Library in Virginia. And so it started out, uh, the exhibit started in Middleburg at the Sporting Library, 
Currently, it's on display in New York um, at the American Kennel Club Museum of the Dog. Then it will travel here. And so we're just thrilled uh, that it's going to make its way here and it for, fits perfectly yes. within Pebble Hill's history and um, what, what is of interest in Thomasville in general. That's right. We're, we're very lucky. That's, that is um, an amazing exhibit to be able to host and have here. Yes. Um, and the Learning Center is going to play a part in that exhibit as well. So I know that you've got some fun things coming up um, over the course of the next six months because the exhibit is going to be hosted for about that long, I guess, four or five, six months here at Pebble yes. Hill. Um, so people will have lots of opportunity to see the exhibit and then also interact um, in a way that helps tell that history um, and engage with the community and, and the outreach that you guys love to have here at Pebble Hill. And so tell us a little bit about how the Learning Center is going to kind of fold into the exhibit. Sure. So we um, are excited to have Southlife as one of our um, host artists uh, that will be um, offering classes to the public. And so we're really excited about that. And essentially the, the offerings that we're establishing um, and partnering with this exhibit would um, hopefully bring the public out and, like you said, have some ways to engage and kind of experience it personally through making your own dog collar. Um, we're coming up with some other really unique things that we hope could, to have experiences um, with the guests and then tie that into visiting the exhibit maybe before or after they take the class yeah. um, or some other time bring their family and friends out to see the exhibit. So it, it's really exciting. We, we also have a lot of school group tours um, that we host at the Learning Center that we will highlight this exhibit during their visit through this school year and other programming that we will have that will really tie in and, and be exciting for our public to see and participate in. It's so interesting. I didn't know anything about the Learning Center until you all called me. <laughs> um, and, and I'm from Thomasville. I live here. Um, we love Pebble Hill. We are so thankful to have it in our community, but you all continue to evolve. And I think the Learning Center is a great, um, you know, example of how you continue to evolve and keep, um, keep history relevant. And so tell us about the Learning Center itself. You were telling me about a really cool opportunity this weekend. By the time you all listen to this podcast, I'm sorry, you won't be able to do it. Um, but this gives you an example of, of something that the Learning Center um, is, is, is doing this weekend. Sure. So the Learning Center really came together from the vision of our uh, board of directors and administrators that felt like um, we really wanted to provide more opportunities for the general public to be educated in addition to what we already offer through main house tours and grounds tours, but do more education and outreach type programming. And um, to have a space that was devoted just to our guests and those programs and um, an, an educational um, venue, I guess you could say. Um, but we're also bringing in something that's fairly new, I think, to the museum is the education of the natural resources story of Pebble Hill. I know that has been shared for years um, in the sense of when the public would come out and they might learn about um, what the family did to help conserve um, the 
wildlife in the, the Lonely Pine Woods that surround the property through their hunting and other endeavors. But we really are putting a strong focus on that. If, when we do have school groups and other groups come, so we're adding sort of the natural resources component in addition to the historical uh, side that we tell. Um, so this weekend, we're focusing on, um, we're partnering with the University of Georgia Extension with what's called the Great Southeast Pollinator Census. So fun sounding. Yes. <laughs> and so this is a citizen science project where the general public, anybody can come out. You don't have to be an expert, um, but you come. Um, there'll be a program uh, with our University of Georgia Extension agent um, that morning on pollinators and how to participate. And then we'll go to our kitchen garden and pollinator garden and we'll actually count insects um, throughout the morning. And it's real simple and easy, but just a fun way that people can give back and right. learn more about the pollinators in our area. Right. Well, you know, you guys, um, uh, tall timbers, you know, a lot of the plantations in our area, it's all about preserving um, this ecosystem, this fragile ecosystem that we have. And so that's just a great, a great way that this learning center is connecting the dots um, for people to, you know, really understand our, our fragile ecosystem that we have um, and understand one of our economic drivers here, which is hunting. Um, but also how do we preserve that? How do we protect it? How do we best um, you know, uh, cultivate that for future um, endeavors. And so the history here at Pebble Hill is something that we were just walking through the main, the grounds, and Miss Kitty says, you need to do the tour. And I said, I did when I was like 16, but I said, I can't remember anything, so I'm going to have to come back and do it again. Um, give us a, a brief little synopsis of, you know, give us your elevator pitch on, <laughs> right, it's going to be a, a long elevator pitch, on Pebble Hill and, you know, how Pebble Hill came about, where's, where we're sitting right now, we're sitting on the front porch um, of the main house. And so just give us a little synopsis. We just walked through what was the, the cutest little thing ever. Macy's going to have this. If, you're, if you do our YouTube channel, she'll have some of this stuff. She's taking some great pictures today. Um, we just walked through a little one-room schoolhouse, a little two-room schoolhouse, actually. Um, but there's so much on this property. There's so many outhouses. There's so many outlying um, opportunities to, to see history. And so give us a little background on Pebble Hill and some of the history here. I know you can't do all of it in the time that we have um, today, but yeah. Um, well, we can't ignore it. It's early beginnings. Uh, Thomas Jefferson Johnson was the founder of Pebble Hill. He established his homestead, his property here. It was a working plantation. That was in 1827, but Mr. Johnson was one of the founders of Thomas County. So, you know, this is, this is a true beginning of, of um, our local history. And after his death and um, the death of his daughter, that ended the Johnson-Mitchell era. And a um, huge amount of history in that time frame. But there's two very distinct eras. You have that 19th century period. And then you have the change of Thomasville specifically turning from an agrarian uh, region into winter destinations and in many respects for a lot of wealthy northerners and that was the case with Pebble Hill 
was purchased in 1896 by Howard Melville Hanna from Cleveland, Ohio. From that point on, it became a winter home for the family. And um, the last owner, his granddaughter, Elizabeth Ireland Poe, her nickname Pansy, most people locally, a lot of people still are familiar with her. She died in 1978. Um, she is the one who wanted to leave this property so it could be open to the public. It could be an example of the lifestyle that she enjoyed, but it also is a representative of the lifestyle of, of what helped support Thomas County for many years and it, and it is kind of an undercurrent still with the hunting because right. they came down here to hunt right and so they just happened to purchase property um, to help that right. but Pebble Hill um, has been an amazing resource uh, for not just the history but but for land management you know we still have over 3,000 acres of property which is managed very carefully uh, for the same purposes as it always has been. And, uh, but we are open as a museum. We see people come from all over the world. Uh, I mean, it, literally we've had Italy and France and, and other countries just come through in the last two weeks. Wow. And so people are drawn to us and we have an amazing downtown where you're located, yeah. and, and yeah. so it's just a nice package uh, for for people traveling, and it it's, it's, it's a surprise when you find it here. It is. It really we is. We get it all the time, um, and that's why we were going to do this podcast with you guys um, regardless, you know, you all happened to contact us about the, the exhibit in the dog collar class, but y'all are on our list for season two because we get so many people that say they come here for Pebble Hill or that is one of their favorite things that we might catch them on the tail end of their, you know, their visit to Thomasville. And what did, what did y'all like? You know, oh, Pebble Hill, Pebble Hill. You know, and so, you know, we were also talking about, um, you know, where some of your revenue stream comes from now, and that's the, you know, weddings and events and things like that. Um, so you all have opened up the grounds now even for, you know, for that type of thing too. And so we get that a lot. Um, one of our good friends, they're getting married out here in May. And uh, so, you know, we're excited um, about that for them. And they're from Naples, Florida, right? So, you know, so you all have a reach um, that goes way beyond Thomasville. And I think it just goes to, um, you know, the leadership that you guys have had over the years and, and the way that you've established how you want to be perceived and, and um, what you want to give back to the community. And so we appreciate you all being here. We're so glad. Anything that we can ever do um, to help. I love history. History is my, my thing. Like, I just love it. Um, and I want to see things preserved and protected because, you know, if we don't understand our history, we are bound to repeat it. And so I think there's a lot of value um, to gain from that. And then there's also value in you all over over the, the many years that, that this has been open to the public land management, the conservation that you all champion. If we don't do that, we don't protect our resources, um, we are not going to have them. And so I, I really appreciate, um, you know, the leadership in Thomasville, Thomas County in particular, um, the landowners that we have here are very blessed that people understand and recognize that conservation is extremely important. We have a very fragile ecosystem where we sit geographically. Um, and so, you know, we just, we appreciate your efforts with that. Is there anything that we haven't talked about this morning 
that you girls think we should we should talk about? Well, one thing I do want to mention, um, we are celebrating our 40th anniversary this year. Wow, 2020, I didn't know that. 2023 is our 40th anniversary of being open to the public. Wow. And so we have had a lot of outreach with programs and events, and um, we've realized that the community response is something that we don't want to lose. So we're going to try to keep that momentum going. Good. Um, but, Good. but we're happy to celebrate 40 years of being yes. open to the public. I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. So what are some things during the calendar year that you all always do? I know the Polo Classic is always on the calendar for you guys. What are some other things during the year that people would like, you know, should know about and they can maybe mark on their calendars um, to come? they don't get to hit this, this dog collar exhibit, for example. Sure, yeah. So definitely keep an eye on our website because we have great artisans like y'all that are um, joining us throughout the year all the time. So we really have a gro- constantly growing and changing uh, program offerings. But our, our big events right now that we host, so we're excited about Polo. That's now in March will be an annual event. Give a little rundown of what that is, because everybody might not understand what that is. So, I'm going to let you share more about that one. (laughs) Well, the inspiration was because of Pansy's polo playing career. And I put it as career, um, but her interest. She was an expert equestrian in many um, sporting events, but one of her favorites was playing polo. She played during a time where women were not recognized in the professional world of the sport. Uh, She was the first woman to receive a handicap uh, for the U.S. Polo Association. It was removed when it was revealed she was a woman. Um, And so uh, we we established an exhibit to honor her her legacy in that sport. And um, so it's just been kind of an inspiration and a tribute to her and it was just seemed like a perfect match for a fundraising event for pebble hill to host a polo event it is hosted out on her practice field so the field that the event takes place on was one that she used so it's even more connected directly that's one thing we like to do is connect all of our events and our programming in some form or fashion back to the house and the history of the property. Um, But it was a huge success. It was our inaugural event last last March, and so uh, we were were so happy about that um, that it was decided this is going to become an annual event. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful. So what's something else? So others that are exciting for families, we have our annual Easter egg hunt that takes place. uh, usually almost always a Saturday right before Easter yep. and um, then we added a new thing this past well this year for our 40th anniversary that was successful it, we had a spring garden tea Ooh. that also took place right here in front of the main house Ooh. and it sold out I think in hours we wow. were going away because we were very lucky that um, Tea Time magazine which is international is that correct it, it's a very southern regional centric I think it reaches broader but it has a very strong following in the southeast and so we had guests from throughout the United States we did have one British lady that joined us and we were super nervous to meet her (laughs) standards but she complimented us very well so I think we checked that off good nicely but um 
lovely, lovely outdoor uh, traditional tea party that, in, again, was in keeping with what, what the family... What time of year was that? It, it's in May. In May. So okay. it's... Um, okay. We're probably going to stick with the Saturday before for Mother's Day weekend. Okay. So right before it's Mother's great. Day. It's and great. it was very sweet and guests, um, if they chose to dress and wear a hat, they yeah. did. And we had all ages, all generations. Yeah. So it was a really fun really fun day so we're going to have that again um other annual things uh we at christmas time definitely come out and tour the property we have amazing decorations the main house is fully decorated the grounds are decorated and we have extended hours for tours uh check our website too because we're um offering going to be offering some special tours that are kind of extra um with with special guides and All things right, like that. All right, that's exciting. And um, then we have a floral, uh, this year it's going to be a wreath design workshop okay. for adults. Oh, and don't forget Camellia. Camellia oh, gosh, shop. yes, that's, that's new. But one more thing that is exciting at Christmas, um, we're adding a children's tea party. Oh, that's so going to be have fantastic. Kids tea party too. So that's going to be fun. Yay. And then we're partnering with um, some of our local Camellia Society. Um, phenomenal uh, people that just know tremendous everything you can imagine about Camellias from how to start them from scratch on your own yep. all the way to entering them in a Camellia show. Wow. And so we're going to have this really great workshop partnered with them in February. Wonderful. And so that probably, uh, a lot, like you said, has come out of this 40th anniversary that has really been fun. We've noticed that the public is interested in a lot of the things that we're offering, and so we're going to probably keep rolling with a lot of these activities. In addition to, back to the Learning Center plug, um, a lot of those programs, will be new and changing throughout the years. We bring in guest speakers, professionals from like the Georgia Department of Natural Resources, Tall Timbers. Um, we might do uh, guided uh, bird walks and learn how to identify like a birding 101 type right. class. And those are similar offerings that we do that are more family friendly. They're, they're smaller, they're more intimate. They're not necessarily events, but right. um, unique programs that we'll right. continue to have throughout the year too. So. We just appreciate you guys plugging into the community like that because it's it's very much a symbiotic relationship in a small community, right? Because if you're successful, we're successful downtown. And um, because there, people come here and then they go downtown for lunch and they're going to shop. And so it's, so much, it's very much a symbiotic relationship. And, um, you know, Whitney sits on the Main Street board and that's a very important position for her to be plugged into Um, because it is a symbiotic relationship and so you know we just appreciate what you all do for our community Um, and I'm going to be out here to get the tour again to refresh my 15 16 year old memory Um, and so and then I want to be able to participate some the Kamea class sounds really I love Kameas it's my favorite um, plant yard plant like that I know it's not a plant but I don't even know how they term it. Do they term it a tree? Is it's, that what they... It's a shrub. A shrub, okay. So and it's my favorite. Yes. Um, and what we have here on the property, for the most part, were planted with the original landscape design, wow. which makes it a historical event as well. Yes. Uh, again, like I said, we try to tie everything yeah. into something that is very specific to our history. Right. 
Right. And, and off of that, there, there are just so many things in our brain right now, I think, trying to remember right. what all that's going on. But um, another partnership, Camellias, yep. um, our local, well, we got a grant from the uh, Georgia Garden Club of Georgia, oh, so the wow. state level, okay. uh, historical grant in 2001 to... Uh, from the information that we have in the archives um, and our historical records of the original landscape plan, um, we created a, a Green Arrow tour. So huh. it's a self-guided tour, but we also can offer guided tours throughout the year. We do that a lot with our garden clubs, but we also partnered with our local um, garden club, the Thomasville Garden Club, and they provided an additional contribution to help fund the signage for this trail. So another great partnership that we're really, really proud of. And it's a neat addition. So guests that can come out, they can have our brochure that includes all the details about the unique history of the property and the grounds. But also, if you're interested in gardening, here's this cool history that dates back to, you know, the 1920s and 30s with Ethel and Harrison, the original landscape architect here. it's just a really neat thing to be able to offer that. We have tons of things we could share. I know. I had no idea, I had no idea y'all had that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's the thing. That's why, you know, it's so great. Um, give us your website because that's where people are going to go right now, um, you know, so that they can tap into some of this stuff and come visit Pebble Hill and just enjoy this amazing property. It is, what's today? August the 18th, 2023. And, I mean, I hate to make y'all jealous if you're listening right now because you might be listening in, like, November. You hear the mower going by. Um, It is not hot out here on this porch. There's not one gnat. There's not one buzz of a nothing. It's, like, perfection out here. We're looking at these beautiful oak trees and the magnolias and the camellias. And um, Macy will pan around and get a shot here in a minute of, of what we've been able to watch and view. And uh, so you need to come out and visit Pebble Hill. You will not be disappointed. Give us that website, girls. It's www.pebblehill.com. Okay. So okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We appreciate your time. We're looking forward to the exhibit. Um, and thank you for what you do for our community. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank so you so much.